the even worse idea of all time. Season 2, episode 39. My name is Jamie. I'm joined today by uh, Oliver, who is just currently adding subtitles to the film we're recording before the film ends. Anything to sort of um, curtail the experience of, of watching it, I think. We, I mean, we're obviously still watching it. I've, right now, it was sort of turning away from Aro's face. He's, he's a little bit worried. We've got growls and then subtitles. Um, but anything to just sort of, you know, you know, you feel like you're getting further along. You know, it feels like we're making progress right now. We're using our time effectively. It's value for money, baby. I don't think anyone can blame us for our... And look, maybe we're going to get a deeper insight because usually we're bloody running our mouths off while we don't have this in front of us. And now it's like it is holding us to account. If someone's going to blame us, I would just like to say, let those who are without sin cast the first stone. You can cast that stone digitally. You can send us a message on Facebook, the even worse idea of all time. But I'm, I'm predicting not many bloody messages because all of you be without, uh, no, will be with sin, I think. I think we, we, we've all we've got some definite, uh, definite sinners. You've, have you sinned, Oliver? Depends how you define a sin. Give me your top ten biggest <laughs> sins. No. Um, <laughs> you see, you referenced a famous quote from hit book the King James Bible <laughs> and I thought earlier in this movie that Bella was saying a famous quote when she said leave she says I held her once mm. one time Jacob I held, and it's like wasn't there a period of time where everyone was saying that I remember it or like 2008 you couldn't, you couldn't go was anywhere slogan, wasn't it? without it was like, people going, Barack Obama said I held her once, one time, um, Jacob. It hit me as like, this is such a famous thing that they're playing off here. Why didn't we notice? But I think what's really happened is the movie, I've seen it lots, and now this is my doctrine, this is my testament. Mm, we, I know quotes from this. We will build a church to Twilight. If you build it, he will. They will come. See that? I think that's a quote, but that's not from Twilight. No, uh, that's from Field of Dreams, I'd, starring Kevin Costner. <laughs> right, but that's in reference to like ghosts, eh? I think they it's a like a stadium. I thought it was a, a biblical thing. Don't ghosts come and play in your stadium? Is that what that film was about? I th- there's something, yeah, something like that. And he, he, I think he hears a voice that says, "If you build it, they will come." I know, but I think that's a re- that's a reference. That's not from that movie. You can't say it's from there. Is it not? Yeah, but I think it's it was a quote before that, and they're like playing off the fact that it's. Well, like, there's little things over there. So I'm just <laughs> referencing something in Oliver's just room. Just be very little about it. That's all right. Just so, describe what you're talking. They look about. to work. Okay, to me, they could almost be chess pieces on their side but in my head when I'm looking at them now they look like little chocolate treats <laughs> they look like a bunch of Gillian chocolates lying on their side and I'm yeah. thinking oh has Oliver got some chocolates Gillian here Gillian do a good range of um, like swirly chocolates yep. like shells seahorses it's all very um, there's never one colour it's all like fuck you good luck out there you cunts trying to guess what <laughs> if this is white chocolate or white chocolate or white chocolate <laughs> but everything in there we're going to keep you guessing player no look it's it's chess um, oh it's a chess board circular is the story it's from Africa and it's like is it made of ivory I don't think so 
because that would be bad. <laughs> You'd hope not. But I can't. I don't have an ivory detector. I lick it and I go, it doesn't I can, taste like I can lend you mine. Well, it's probably not. It's probably like, it could be bone. Like, it's very sleek, like, marble-like stuff. But yeah. very Is it light? Yeah, ch- yeah ch- check no, out the piece. There's some you? weight to it. If there's weight to it, might, might be, could it not be a, uh, some sort of stone? My favourite, the the night pieces are elephant. Oliver's just passing me. You know, it's not, it's not, now. it's not without weight. But yeah, it's, look what you got there is ivory, Oliver. <laughs> uh, I hate to tell you, because that would be the ultimate insult: creating an elephant from ivory. You know, mm. um, ivory more like irony. Th- yeah, that's what it would be. But it's like, surely this is just. Oh, he's going to bite into it. And he's it giving be- it a suck. You can hear, probably hear that on the mic. Oh, daddy sucky. <laughs> I'll put that back there, but, like, I think it's fine. Um, I don't want it. It's a great chess set. Um, I love to so play chess. The board is circular, is that, is that right? Yeah, but... How, just, does, how does that work? Know, chess, but, chess is a square game. I know, but there is a square on the circle, so they've, they've, they've cheaped out there. Mm. When I say chess is a square game, I'm not necessarily just <laughs> referencing the board. I'm referencing the fact that if you play chess, I think you're a fucking square. People at the school I went to at high school were very... Some of them were very adamant about chess being a sport. And, like... Name I, them. No, people were. <laughs> okay. Um... Like the well, the the teacher who ran it, name him, Richard. Oh yeah. Well, we don't hear. You know, what if he's what if he's dead? He's <laughs> probably like uh, we had like, we had a, we had like a massive chess set mm. in a courtyard where the the pieces sort of were you know waist high. They never brought it out though. It was like as you bring that out on open day to lure in the, the <laughs> credulous little chess nerds, and then you lock it away. You go, no, we don't do this. <laughs> we do like book learning. What, we you, do, think, what, you think that was every day? Yeah, every day, bloody Christmas day. It's essentially what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, we don't do the flight simulator that we that we merely wear out on them. Um, yeah, on open day. The bloody bloody school we I went never to. saw. I never got another sniff at that simulator. Couldn't do media studies, but you could take fucking aviation in the school-owned plane. But no, no. I said, "Want to study a film? Get fucked." Hello, I'm studying infotech because I loved the virtual reality show. And then they said, "Yes, yes, here it is." And they opened up MS Paint, <laughs> and they said, "We'll leave you with that for an hour. <laughs> Create a whole new world." Yeah. And to give them credit, it was pretty realistic. I bloody I love. I used to spend a lot of time in Microsoft Paint. What did you? A lot do? of time in there. I used to make um. Cartoons with PowerPoint. You yeah. like every slide you move. I remember seeing you do that in the library. Pretty satirical stuff. Yeah, I, like, I did it as well. Um, often they'd like uh, let's say some pretty rude things mm. and just sort of shoot each other in there. Yeah, I have one where a guy shot someone else. And yes, that, that, was just, that, was the, uh, that was the point of the animation. Was just he shot someone else and, and blood sort of yes, spurted from his head. I think I remember that one. I did that? one because you can make that. You can do a drawing and yeah, that's the yeah, image. Yeah. And I yeah. set the animation. It's so, so shuddery. <laughs> so it's this proper explosion of blood, just so gratuitous, and like set it to go all yeah, over yeah, the yeah. screen. And it was just this beautiful um, sort of reveling in violence. I think my one uh, on that version of PowerPoint, which I think was uh, PowerPoint 2007, the sort of standard colour when you created a shape was like blue. blue. And so I just left it. So my, the blood on mine was blue. Oh, really? Yeah. No, look, I, I, I coloured the blood, but often they did have blue heads, which yeah. is highly unconventional. Who's got the time? 
to go and change the color of every head, especially yeah. when you when you work in you know all these frames of animation. Dense the, frames. Yeah. I, was, I was going twenty four frames a second, mate. Because here's the thing: what color are you going to change it to? There are so many other colors available. It opens up this whole bloody Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skin tone is not a thing because everyone's got slightly different You're colors. Spoiled for choice. So blue is a very good middle ground because not very few people are blue. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I thought blue skin, blue blood. You know, that was sort of my thinking. But maybe you're making a political statement about the royal family. You're mm. going, I think this it, is Diana. I think it was sort of more, I was making a statement about the police, and I think I sort of ended the slideshow with defund the police. <laughs> which I was just like to say, pretty ahead of the curve, actually, because you're looking at sort of circa 2008 here. Um, anyway, we've been watching the film Twilight Breaking Dawn Part 2. And Oliver, we're still what, doing it. We're, still we're, doing we're, it. We're, we're in the midst of it now. A battle is about to, to occur. Oliver, what have, you, what have you thought of it today? Um, I'm pretty tired. And it's all right. I was real scared of it. I'm getting real scared of it. Like, mm. they're having to watch it. But it's getting real hard. Yeah. Like... I wanted to delay it, but I just went to sleep instead. I had a nice little nap from between 4.30 and 5.30. Nice. And I think YouTube kept auto-playing, so, like, I, <laughs> I heard voices and, like, was partially awake, but <laughs> I did not take in what those voices were saying. There could have been any number of sort of horrific propaganda in there, mm. and I've now been radicalised, but um, it was a good nap, so, you know. Nice. Well, that's uh, good. Uh, but, look, this movie, I, I'm struck by how non-blue it is Twilight is so blue I played a clip from yeah Twilight 1 and like the blueness is off so blue and I loved the the weather from that clip that we watched it was it was blowing a massive gale outside it was raining because Bella's talking about why she doesn't how she doesn't like rain and Edward says well why the fuck did you move here and I quote the weirdest state in the continental US Mm. And this movie, there's lots of snow, to be fair, to be fair. But um, it doesn't help. The, the lack of weather, apart from snow, doesn't help to dispel the vibe that this is this weird anti-verse in this particular movie, inhabited only by vampires and Jay Jenks. <laughs> and it's very still, and it's very unreal. And there's no life to it. Everything fell feels like it's a set. Pink. Because it is. You know, with the first Twilight film, there was a, a, a sense of grit, a sense of reality. You're filming on location. You're in the car park of a high school. You know, you're in a, you're in <laughs> I'm, a I'm diner. Not, I'm not. You're at Oliver. <laughs> you're in a you're in a real forest right now. Now with this film, you know, I'm thinking you're on bloody backlot five. <laughs> Stage B. You know, I've probably got this. You, I think you generally say, I don't, look, I don't know. You do the way around. And think? it just reeks of f- falsity. Is falsity a word? Yes. Oh, falsity. Falsity. I, was gonna say f- I think I'm seeing falsify in my head. Yeah. It's like, oh, just a quick tweak of that and yeah, you've got falsity. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. A couple, yeah. I, why would you say falsehood if falsity is a thing? There's no, there's yeah, surely there's would, no room for those really, two. But then, I mean, look, English is pretty illogical. Like sometimes there are those words that do have an overlapping meaning. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you have a shining light from the film? <laughs> a pretty benign watch, but was there something that? <laughs> oh yeah, 
and I say from you know we, we are uh, just to reiterate st- still watching it still in the midst of it I really like when the mother who dies later on who she gets her head taken off in the flashback oh, in the flashback in the flashback back to this crazy time when the Volturi ruled with an iron fist mm. I like when she falls over she's running and then Alice is like focuses her mental energy and then the woman's like and falls over and it's like I love that she does that it's Mm. a good fall and it's a good sound cue and it's a good showcase of Alice's power it's not too flashy the Rami Malek vampire is all is showboating with with water Mm. it's pretty eye catching but just the simplicity the simple power I've fallen over Mm. whom of us has not fallen over let those without sin cast the first stone all dirty down knees and I really loved seeing her crumple I didn't like why I didn't want her to die but I liked I thought she's going to fall she's going to fall and she fell and it's like fulfilling expectations <laughs> it's, not, it's not too jarring you know, you know what I mean no I know it's exactly all what just, mean. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah. happening as it should it's the inevitability it's like a a slice of life it's slice like a slice of, of heaven it's, it's it's just a great scene with good indoor outdoor flow and it, it there's some good <laughs> reality in it you know I remember when when I would first go on YouTube in sort of 2006, 2007, and I'd be with you know cousins or friends. I'd say, "What should we, what should we look up?" Look, just look up people falling over, and you just look up falling over. And this was generally before you used to not have there used to be a limit on how long a video could be on YouTube. So pre the days of compilations, really, and so you just look up sort of single oh, videos yeah. of someone falling over. And it was a pretty good one. I remember one where someone was sort of walking along a footpath and then jumped up to grab a branch and then just sort of face planted, and that one really stuck with me. Um, there's just you know, there's just something we we can all laugh at someone falling over. You know, that's that's the universal truth. My shining light was uh, I wrote it down. I've been uh, watching Animal Fails recently. <laughs> oh it, yeah. Well, as in like pets and things yeah mostly cats because I'm going Mm. through a whole cat phase yeah cats are prone to fails I know but sometimes it's really sometimes it feels like a showcase of irresponsible owners (laughs) like they allow this cat to keep falling into like a pool because it's trying to climb up their house yeah they don't help it and it gets soaked and it's like on one level it's funny because it keeps trying and it keeps (laughs) fucking it but like (laughs) get the cat out the water (laughs) it's bloody terrifying so it's like I, I find as long as 80% of them look pretty benign, I can morally excuse myself for being a part of um, allowing the slightly dodgier ones. You've None s- of them are snuff films, to be clear. It's just like a... <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. Uh, you've seen some photos of you with a cat that sort of comes by here. Yeah, there are two seen, cats. seen them lately? No, I don't know what's happened, and I cried about it yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I was in a state, but um, I don't know where they've gone. It's like they were there almost every time, and now where the fuck are they? Maybe um, maybe owners are keeping a tight leash on them. I've joined several like local community Facebook pages in the hope that they're being posted about. Um, <laughs> have, I'm going to start. Have you ever seen... Oh, sorry, no, you couldn't finish your thought. Oh, you say what you... you I was going to say, have you ever seen popular Wellington community cat mittens? 
Uh, I don't think so in person. He's a celebrity figure here in Wellington and, and actually the world over. He was featured in a Guardian article. He was recently given the key to the city. Mm-hmm. He's just a ginger cat, but he, he gets around. He's very um, he's very tame and he's very keen on human contact. He often just wanders up and down the sort of CBD. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen him a couple of times. My cats are like that, but I said they're Tonkinese and it's a, very, it's a combination between Burmese mm-hmm. and Siamese. Where's the Tonk part come from? It's just a name, brother. Okay. You don't yeah. need to combine the names all the time. You don't need your ligers. You're saying they've got the Mies part in there. Yeah. You'd, you'd be, you'd be uh, you know, I was just sort of thinking, well, it must be, you said a combination of a Siamese, and I was thinking, well, here comes the uh, the Tonkin cat. No, and bro. I was blindsided by exactly, the answer Exactly, because they're, they're, they're sort of their own thing now, and they're luxury cats. You try finding one for less than a thousand dollars so it's like surely they haven't just fallen in a bear trap no we, we don't really have bear traps in New Zealand which is a no, mistake no bears because if we do get an imported bear there's no <laughs> infrastructure in place it's I like, think if that were to happen you know and we suddenly had an influx of bears yeah. surely somebody would start to produce bear traps are bear traps even still used? I don't know. It sort of seems like a, 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 an old frontier type <laughs> thing. That's the thing. You've got to be ahead of the curve. You've got to start making bear traps before there's demand because then you've got an infrastructure in place and the people are like, fuck, there's a bear. Let's call up the bear bear, bear trap place. And you've been waiting. And you're like, I've you've been in the bloody yellow pages for 15 years. I've not received one call. But you got a lot now. But, but now I've you got, got fucking lots of bear traps. You've got a lot of stock to shift and now. And you are the man they need. Mm. And it's, it's very powerful. Mm. It's very powerful. That's what I call mind food. <laughs> what you've just said there. Mm, finger looking good. I've, I've got a new book called Mind Food coming out okay. with celeb chef Pete Evans. Oh. Oh, and, and that no. mind food? Pretty unhealthy stuff. Yeah, I was going to say, I tell you what, Pete Evans is, is putting some bad stuff out there. It's actually. a take on how to convert like the fast food concept into into thought and really instill that in people's minds and just make them gluttons for absolute lies. Right. Um, so we're, we're 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 releasing that onto Amazon tomorrow. Okay, I'll um I'll keep an eye out for it. I, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm and I. Yep. I <laughs> I am pretty unwilling Listeners, to give Jamie has money just con- to confirmed his Illuminati involvement. <laughs> Checkmate, dickhead. Mm, I won't comment on that. No comment. What's your, what's your shining light, brother? Uh, something you'll probably realise if you listen back to like the last 20 episodes is that my shining light always <laughs> come at the same scene because basically something happens that I notice and in the right opening there. few moments and then I decide that's my shining light because it's good you get it out of the way mm. um, you can just really tune out for and this. my one this week was um, as Bella and Edward return from uh, Bella's first hunt Jacob comes to greet them and I noticed that you you heard before you see Jacob <laughs> You hear it's Chekhov's door. It's Chekhov's door. You hear a door open and close, and then Jacob appears. And I just thought that is remarkable attention to detail because yeah. they didn't have to do that. You don't see him come out of a door. You just see him coming down the steps, and which is that's that they didn't have to do that. But it is also very conventional of them, you know, 
if you're going to put the opening of a door in, mm. the audience is going to expect a closing of that door. No, no, the closing happens as well. You I know, so to have that right after is, well, is yeah, nicely that Chekhov yeah, 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 would be yeah. smiling, mm. but also it's defying convention because we don't need to hear that. Yeah. We see it. Chekhov would be turning in his grave in a good way. He'd and be turning over going, hey! <laughs> good and sort of turn around with a... He'd wink gaily. He'd yeah. go, he'd go, he'd point, point his little finger. He's and waggling his fingers, little bony yeah. finger. He'd go, and you've done me proud. So yeah, that was my shining light. Chekhov. Who, is, who even Chekhov. is Chekhov? Anton and, Chekhov, he's a playwright. Oh, right, okay. He had a gun. He didn't have a gun. Look out for him, look out, watch out for him. Chekhov's got a gun. <laughs> he didn't have a gun. He wrote about a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was drawing inspiration from his own gun. <laughs> yeah. He used to come into the theatre and he'd say, Oh, I've got a gun. <laughs> I've got a gun. And everyone was like, Fucking, he, he's going to go off on that gun one day. It's going to be bad. But he never did. He just wrote about it instead. He channeled that energy and wrote about so it. He channeled that energy and directed it all into the back of Abraham Lincoln's head. <laughs> I think that was a different guy. <laughs> Oh, of course, you you would say that, you elite. Hey, Jamie, I loved your shining light. Thank you. So, so, so. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to, you know, think of content by just making a noise. <laughs> I was thinking, yeah, I was always going to say salmon, but I don't care about salmon. Do you like salmon? No. <laughs> I'm not a big fish guy, to tell you the truth. Uh, a bit of crumbed or battered fish and chips fish I'll eat every once in a while but um, oh you can do some magical stuff with a lightly seared um, hooky I don't know I just don't know I need there to be some sort of crumb I quite like tuna actually bit of tuna tuna and your mac and cheese lovely no what the fuck yeah it's good I understand you can not like fish but you can do something like that because tuna's meaty it's the chicken of the no, sea mate it's Just the, fucking mate, look, here's what you need to know about tuna it's the chicken of the sea don't say that That's Anton right. Chekhov once said tuna <laughs> is the chicken of the sea and he was bloody spot on it's meaty it's tender chicken of the sea I don't know what more of this. It is the chicken of the sea. <laughs> I don't. Be, I don't. I don't know. Do you not agree though? No, it, it was tasty yuck. I don't like it. But if there was going to be a fish that was the closest to chicken, it would be tuna. Oh, I feel like maybe it would be oh sardines. Sardines? You're out of your just mind, in, mate. Just Sa- sardines are slimy, actually. Sure. I know. Gonna... Just their roll. Oh, chickens are slimy. If you put your finger up their ass, you know. <laughs> Oh, I'm not doing that. I'm just eating them. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I didn't mean to reference any any allegations. Um, so it has real world stuff. I don't, I don't want. <laughs> Sorry for bringing that up. Um, no, look, I um, I don't like tuna, and I don't respect your opinion. That's fine. On tuna, that's fine. We've all got different opinions when it comes to fish. That's something I I like to live by. You know, that's what, something I've learned in my 24 years, is that we've all got different opinions on fish. Jamie's going to be in his mid-twenties. No, he is in his mid is I'm that in mid-20? my mid now. Oh, 20, 24, 24, 5, 6 is mid. You're oh. going to be in your mid-twenties too. But I'm going to turn 25 this year. Oh, you'll be fully mid. Yeah, that'll be... Isn't 25 the age where past that you're, you're not... 
you're not um, like you're dying at that point, right? Or you're, you're, uh, there's, some, there's some sort of dumb fact about that where it's like you're like not. it's decaying. I think it's 27 yeah. or something. Okay, um, go a few years yet then. Um, oh, I thought there was a little mouse down there. What, what was it? I think a hedgehog. There was a hedgehog out there in the garden last night. It was so loud. It was so loud. What, how did thought, it sound? I was doing wheeze and I heard this is Russell and I thought there's a man in the bushes watching <laughs> me do a wheeze. And I pulled I pulled my device and I held it, but I didn't put it away in my pants because I still had wheeze to do. Yes. Mm. So I sort of like folded it up. So I was this very minute. You know, even more so. Uh, this, this little, it was a pathetic sight, I'm sure, if there was a human. It, I don't, don't understand the rationale. And I sort of looked around everywhere, and I was a little hedgehog. But it was making such a sound for such a small little well, guy. How did it sound? Oh! <laughs> no, yeah, that was a man. I, no. think. <laughs> I don't think that was a hedgehog at all. No, it was just the level of rustling. It didn't make sounds from its mouth. Okay. It was just like it was really looking for something, and I, I didn't see it find it. I don't think it was looking for food. Mm. I think it was looking for a home. You but could have given it a home. You I got don't. Plenty of space in here for a hedgehog. Everyone says hedgehogs are so diseasy. Like, <laughs> d- like they've got disease. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it took me, I think, fourteen years of my life before I saw a healthy hedgehog. Um, I saw I, a lot yeah. of sick ones. Are they nocturnal? Yeah, mm. so that's part of it. But yeah. then, so the only time I did see it was like staggering along in the day. <laughs> like, <laughs> bad, bad sign. Um, I've always said if you see a hedgehog in the day, you've gone wrong somewhere. Well, they, I guess, I guess it has. You could be doing right. Yeah, yeah, I'm not. But thank you for <laughs> allowing the possibility that I might be. Yeah. This week, my favourite character, the team that I align myself on. There's a beautiful montage going on on the screen. They're going, will you keep loving me for a long time? And he says, yes. He says, at least five more years. <laughs> and then all bets are off. Forever. Oh, right. That's what he says. Because we now have an indefinite lifespan. And I know you were dubious about this whole vampire thing. But forever. And my favorite character this week was Toshiro. Okay. Yeah. Team Toshiro. Who I think sacrificed himself deliberately, so right. that we'd have a cool scene in the movie. Because Jamie pointed out, he said, "This dude's a vampire. He could be running faster. He's running away from you know assailants, and he's just running at human speed. And they and then they catch up to him because they run at super speed, which vampires can do. And I'm thinking, Toshiro, mate." Why didn't you just run at super speed and you could have been out of there? Chekhov would have said, mate, we've established they've got super speed. Yeah, Chekhov super speed. Toshiro needs to pull a gun. <laughs> and people would say, fuck, Chekhov, you're really returning to that bloody well. This isn't that sort of movie. Um, yeah. Chekhov's gun is where in any film you can pull a gun that's fine because Chekhov's gun. Yeah. Uh, let's try applying that in real life. The movie's ended, which is great. It's the credits now. So I'm loving that. Who's your favourite team? Uh, Edward. Because we watched the clip of Twilight 1. and Who's your least favourite team? Garrett. Because he, he, he talks about how much he hate hates Garrett. the British. And I, I like, mate, fuck Garrett. off. I give it, give it a rest. Like, oh, I was in the Civil War. I was in the Civil War. Mate. <laughs> oh, not the Civil War, but like the one against Seven the British. Seven years war. No. 
He was yeah. in the Civil One as well, he alludes he to. He said, well, it's his name in the American battle and I was there. Benghazi. No, it's not a fair <laughs> show. <laughs> um, Mate, I can tell you some stories about Benghazi, says Garrett. And um, he's thankfully cut off before he can go any further. But... Um, but why why is he dwelling in the past so much? These guys have such a future. Because he's got nothing going on. And all, but why be a patriot? You're not bound to these conventions. Um, I feel like vampire, it would release you from any semblance of nationalism. Surely, you'd, I mean, maybe you'd, they're pretty anti-human. But like, I feel like why do you care about American humans? He should. You're not he, you're not aligned to them. You can go anywhere. I don't know. Yeah, what is, he's a fraud character. Why are he they friends with him? Why are they friends with him? He's he's well, uh, yeah. He's meant to be flawed though, but, but also I think we meant to like take some sort of delight. I don't think we're supposed to think guy. he's sort of this lovable rogue, like, but it's like he's not. Yeah, because he's just, unlikable <laughs> and doesn't really ever show off any sort of particular prowess that mm. is to be admired. And often we hate Alistair, but I think yeah, I think. That's more deliberate than being a dickhead. That's like his whole thing. Yeah, I think it's intentional that you... Ah. So people are like, fuck, this fucking guy. Well, you're supposed to think, well, what a curmudgeonly guy. But Garrett's supposed to be like this sort of slick... What a curmudgeonly legend. Slick dude. Like a- <laughs> curmudgeonly legend is the name of my autobiography. My, do you know my one? Uh, it's called Get My there. Story. <laughs> do you know why it's called that? That's Andre Agassiz. <laughs> For years, I don't think we've talked about this in cuts. I thought Andre Agassi's book was called My Story. <laughs> Apparently, it's called like being being in tennis or something. It's called Getting There. Now, what's it? Called? What is it called? Uh, Imagine it. Imagine Andre Agassi's big, soulful face, like medium close up. Why would you not call that My Story? It's called Open. I See, think that, that works kind of. Yeah, because it's tennis, right? You can have like the <gasps> the Australian Open, but he's opening up. It's not the Australian Open. I, know, it's, I understand it's, it's that. My life open. So that works pretty I'm well. Open is a pun, but I think my story. The strength of that is that, in many ways, this is the story he's telling. Yeah. And tennis, you have a story. So fight fifteen love <laughs> story. <laughs> Uh, 15 Love is my, is my second autobiography and it's uh, about my sort of um, non-conformist marriage. Monogamy <laughs> is a myth and I've got 15 loves. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>